Hi, this is Jenna Urban from The Urban Life, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. I'm your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode 266. And today I get to chat with Jenna Urban from The Urban Life about three Q1 trends to pay attention to. Jenna is the content creator of The Urban Life, a food and lifestyle blog where she shares allergy-friendly recipes and travel guides. Jenna started blogging about five years ago and was immediately drawn to the community aspect. Over the years, she realized there was a need for more transparency in the creator space, so Jenna went on to create Blogger Bites to provide bloggers and influencers with resources and tools they can use to thrive. So excited to have you here today, Jenna. We have lots to talk about but first, we want to know what your fun fact is. Yes, I'm super excited to chat today. My fun fact is that I am married to my high school sweetheart, and we actually he actually proposed to me at our high school right in front. So it's just a super sweet memory. Okay, I think I remember you saying you were married to your high school sweetheart, but I didn't know he proposed to you yes. at high school. Oh my God, how old were you guys? Um, we had finished college. So I think it was like a year after finishing college. So I don't know. I'm bad with that, to be honest with you. (laughs) But it was it was years after we graduated high school and then a year after college. So we actually went to the same college too. Um that was unplanned. That's the story for another time. But (laughs) that's your next fun fact. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll hear that then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. I love it. Well, as I kind of alluded to, we have a lot to talk about because um, I learned recently that you, Jenna, are an early adopter and your type, early adopter types are, I think, pretty rare, especially in our niche because we get so focused on just getting our stuff done and getting our content out that it's almost a nuisance to have to like pay attention to all of the things that emerge and all, you know, how things change so quickly. But you are one of these people that actually enjoys, like you thrive on knowing what's new and what's changing and what's working. So I think your information that you're going to share is going to be one of the most valuable pieces as we lead into Q1. Um, So thank you, first of all, just for being willing to share everything. We all thank you so much. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I love digging into it, kind of forecasting what the next big thing could be and just being curious in nature and then sharing that who to whoever will listen. So I'm excited. Well, we are wanting to listen. And I think that this should be an ongoing, like maybe quarterly thing if you're up for it. Um, oh, yes. But this is so valuable. So let's start off with some trends, like what's working in the, let's start with, I don't know, Google Web Stories. I know that that's been kind of a hot thing recently. So what is going on with web stories? What are you seeing going forward into Q1 with those? Yes. So Google web stories have been around and pretty prominent, I'd say, especially in our space for, I I think, about a year now. Um, That's when I kind of got involved with them um, and seeing how they could work for me and just kind of, I mean, really how they can work for me and my blog. Um, And so for me, one of my goals is to drive traffic back to my blog. And so when I figured out these have, they can be evergreen, they can kind of get picked up whenever and bring a continuous additional traffic 
uh, source, that was super exciting. Um, and so I think web stories, they're great for getting your content in front of a new audience, um, for repurposing that content in a new format to drive additional traffic. And I've actually been experimenting with um, implementing ads on them. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure what exactly happened, but starting in October, so the last last month and this month, um, that ad revenue has like totally spiked for me. I was actually considering taking it off. And I mean, it's, it's an extra couple hundred dollars a month but they're just on web stories. So like, to me, that's, to me, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for anyone, that's great. That's amazing. Are you doing that through, who are you doing that through those ads? So that is actually through AdSense. My current ad network doesn't have like the ability to use web story ads. And so I'm just using the standard AdSense. And for, I mean, basically up until October, the, it was like pennies, like nothing. And then in October, I mean, I, I can only chalk it up to, of course, like back in October after our retreat, um, I was inspired and motivated and had these new tactics. And so my web story traffic in general spiked. I mean, it went up, um, definitely increased across the board. Um, but I'm also, I think maybe it's just, I don't know, but the quality, um, or like the overlapping of content with ads. I have, I really have no idea because I didn't change um, too much. <laughs> like you can't, you don't have any um, really control over the ads. Um, so yeah, I was ready to turn it off in October. And then I started to see like, Oh, wait a second. Like, why am I, why am I seeing money now? Okay. Um, I'm super yeah. sad to hear this actually, because I turned <laughs> I it know. off in October <laughs> And I am so mad that I did that now because I was chatting with another blogger and we were both looking and made like literally like $7 the previous month or even two months. It was like, why are we bothering people with these ads if I'm making $7? So I turned it off, but now I'm in my settings and I don't know how to turn it back on. It's under monetization, but... um, right. It looks okay. Anyway, that's a challenge for later. But okay, yeah, so the moral of the story curious. is test yeah. with it, or at least experiment yeah. with it and see how it goes. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the trend to kind of take away from everything is to just like, always be experimenting and seeing like, does this work for you and your business? Because I mean, I definitely know some bloggers are like, no, I don't want ads on there. It doesn't work for me. I don't want to deal with that. The user experience. And I totally hear that, which is why I was going to take them off. Um, but then, you know, then I, then I saw the extra hundred and I was like, Oh, well, just from web stories, like, okay, I'm going to keep this on and see, like, maybe I can try to dive in and find out why that's happening. Um, I currently don't know, but I'm not complaining. Okay, well- it is happening and you've seen that. So that's, it's good to know because now I will look into that and figure out how to explore getting them back on. Um, okay. So what else with web stories? What do you see going forward into Q1? Should we still be paying attention to this and putting them up consistently? Yes. I definitely think that if you want to drive additional traffic to your blog, this is a great way Um 
I think so now we all know that stories, they don't only show up on Discover. They're now, they show up in search and they've shown up in Google images for a while. Um, you can tell by the, there's a certain little logo that you can see that that's, I guess that's like the Google web story logo. Um, but them showing up in search has been pretty significant for me. I actually, before I was never really notating anything in my Google analytics and I'm kicking myself because it, it's so great now the past two months really since I've, that's when I started doing these little notes. Um, it's so great to be able to see like, wow, that's what caused this increase in traffic or whatever it was. Um, and so I, I only have a handful cause I don't want to make it like, you know, a new note every day. But I specifically have one for the day I got back from our retreat. And I was, you know, all inspired and motivated to write and get back on web stories. Um, And I can literally see like the increase. And I'm like, holy crap, like I can point back to that and see that's why. And then I also have one for the day um, that I noticed or I was told that Google web stories now show up in search. And I there is a rise in both Google web story, um, views and as well as click throughs to my actual blog, which is my goal, (laughs) my primary goal for doing Google web stories. Um, so I definitely encourage everyone to do that. Maybe everyone already does that. And it was just me not doing that. Um, but it's really, it's really great to look back on because I'm not going to remember these things like in a month or a year. Um, So yeah, I definitely think that it's important to kind of make make this part of your content strategy and something else that I've been doing. So I think it's great when we can identify like what season we're in or what holidays are coming up um, or anything like that. But something that has really worked well for me is to create stories based on things that are searched like daily, like things that get popular every single morning, for example, like fluffy pancakes. Um, That has been something I think that's been more, it kind of makes it more sustainable so that I just always kind of have a healthy flow of views and click throughs. And then of course I'll see those spikes whenever a seasonal recipe gets picked up too. So I think that's pretty important. Have you experimented with that? I have, yes, quite a bit. So I'm seeing the same as you. So I have a few just kind of like evergreen pieces of content that are doing really well over a longer period of time. But now we're talking here on Thanksgiving week. So I also posted some Thanksgiving related content. And that is, oh my gosh, Jenna, yesterday I saw the biggest numbers on my web story traffic. I thought it was a mistake. So I went back no, and I was like, oh my gosh. is this real? There were like 80 people looking at one web story at, at one Whoa. time. So I, yeah, Negative. it was crazy. And that. that was for, um, what in the world was that for? That was for sweet potato casserole. And Ooh, because of that, yeah. I got a ton of traffic to my sweet potato casserole post, which honestly, like I've never gotten traffic to that because it's such a, a um, it's such a popular 
thing that people search for. So mine is like way down the list on Google. But because of that web story, I was getting a ton of traffic to there to that post. So it's it really can have an effect on everything. Yes, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it's it's funny, not funny, but it's interesting, I guess, to track like what is getting picked up and driving traffic. Like I have this recipe for corn fritters that I published, I don't know, like 2017. And it does not, it gets hardly any traffic at all. But I made a web story for it. And this was, I don't know, a month or so ago. Um, And now like, that's seeing traffic. And it's 100% from the web story. There's no other reason. Um, And I love that you said that the, um, the, do you say it was sweet potato, the sweet potato casserole, like normally you would be ranked maybe not in like, you know, one of the top positions, but because your story that enables you to get those views. And that is like what back in, I mean, a year ago when I was first hearing about this, that like, that is what made me so excited for stories because I would never rank for guacamole recipe, but, and I don't, I haven't checked this like lately, but whenever this first started rolling out in search, my guacamole recipe story was like in one of the featured stories, basically, whenever you Googled it. Awesome. And right. And I was like, this is mind blowing. Like I would never just rank for literally the keyword guacamole recipe. It's just not going to happen for me. Um, but with stories, it's enabled me to drive that traffic. So I don't know. I mean, I hope I've sold you guys enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it lends for story. so much opportunity. It really can't hurt. I was going to ask you one thing, though, within the past two days. So today is what, November 23rd, I think. So as of today, I can say this. I've had so many messages from people saying, I posted something in my Instagram story yesterday saying, hey, are you guys utilizing web stories this week for Thanksgiving content? And I had a bunch of people reply and say, well, that would be great and all, but um, they haven't been in- indexing my web stories for weeks. And it wasn't just one or two or three people. It was like 10 people wow. were saying this. Do you know anything about that? I don't. I will say, I feel like when I used to click publish, it would be uh, not on all of them, but I would oftentimes start to see that uptick later that afternoon or definitely the next day. And I do think I've noticed kind of, an additional lag time um, from clicking published. And also a tip that I received that I just, it's just part of kind of my to-do list, I guess. Whenever I publish a web story, I take the link and I just drop the link into Google search console and just click to have it indexed right there. So that's just part of like, click publish and do this. Um, So that's the only thing that, I could really recommend. Okay. Yeah. And I know these people were doing that too. So I don't, I kind of feel like, are they cracking down already? And that kind of worries me. So I guess time will tell. Maybe by the time this is published, we'll have some more insights on that. But yeah, just wanted to mention it. If other people are experiencing that, you're not alone. And hopefully we get to the bottom of it. So we can get that magic back. (laughs) For real. Yeah. And something else that I just often think about is, especially with these like, newer I guess like emerging platforms or tools or whatever is so the one of the reasons I love kind of being an early adopter and getting in at the ground level is because there's not that many people um also kind of doing that but now 
I think it's pretty wide, widely known that these stories can be really powerful. And so especially during the holidays, I think maybe that, maybe there's just more of us too creating stories. Um, so yeah. And maybe that'll lighten up as the new year comes. Um, so yes. what do you think about putting web story content together for the new year? What do you recommend like a focus? Should we focus on healthy salads, low carb, low cal, those yeah. sorts of things? I mean, I think it's super smart to always be looking at upcoming trends like forecasting, but also looking back on what historically does well in Q1 or specifically January. Um, like I feel like oftentimes mocktails, um, do pretty well because everyone's doing a dry January. Um, some people are giving meatless Mondays a try or going vegan, uh, in Q1 for, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but like vegan January, (laughs) um, and just better, uh, better for you type foods. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely think smoothies, smoothie bowls, my acai bowl always, always pops off in Q1. Um, and just like, so maybe even like going, sorry to interrupt you, but like going back to maybe like last year, this, you know, January of 2021 and just seeing what was popular then, or maybe even going into Google trends and seeing what was popular. I feel like like overall, yes. Google Trends has completely changed the way I create stories in general. Um, and so definitely utilizing that. It's free. And I say, I'd say it's pretty user-friendly. And you can really kind of go as broad or niche as you want. And so I think that's a great tool. I was also using Pinterest Trends. But I think, you know, we're using Google Web Stories. It makes sense to use Google Trends. So uh, that's what I'm happy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of see like you can do it for the past four hours, which was a great tip uh, given to me, which I, that's what I've been doing a lot um, when I'm sitting at my computer ready to create a story, um, try to strike while the iron's hot type thing. But also, yeah, looking at like the past year or ahead to see. And I think I don't know. There's also, I mean, there's a few holidays like that. We can also like Valentine's day, you can start planning for. Um, and I was a huge fan of doing roundup type web stories. Just literally like last month I was doing a ton of roundups and they were doing really well for me. And I was seeing the click through rate, but something that I've been kind of testing and I guess like focusing on more is doing like a specific one just so I'm linking just to one so I'm not overwhelming the user with like click here click here click here um and so that's just another random tip I'm throwing in there (laughs) um I don't know I mean I'm still testing it um but I personally love putting together roundups because I just I think that they're easy to put together um but and they're valuable. I feel like I, they yes. would be so valuable to somebody looking for like Thanksgiving side dishes. You could right. provide six to seven to eight recipes for someone in one little story. So I completely agree, which is, I mean, I think as bloggers, because, you know, we put together our standard roundup blog post. And I mean, I think it's so valuable. But as like a user, whenever I'm going through web stories, I kind of am like, 
oh, this one looks really good. Let me click on this. And then I'll maybe I'll click through and then I'll actually, you know, read the post and save it and all of that stuff. But am I going back then and then doing the same thing eight more times? I'm personally not doing that, even though I'm like, oh, this would be super valuable. But then I don't actually do it on stories because it's a different format than a blog post where I can just open up all the tabs, you know? So something I'm testing, I'll definitely keep you updated. Um, but yeah, there's just so many different ways you can utilize stories by driving traffic to your blog post or a roundup post. You can, you can still, you can, instead of doing an individual post, it could go to a blog post roundup. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. that is a fantastic <laughs> idea because I have a ton of roundup posts right? I on the blog do. that That's I've been doing. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm writing that one down. That is my golden nugget for the day. Thank you. Ooh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> I just kind of thought of that because I was like, I know Megan has like all of those like what to serve with and yeah. stuff like that. Because I love that idea for stories, right? But just making it easy for the user to actually save it and go back to it. I think yeah, think that could be good. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Okay. Wow. We talked a lot about web stories and I think <laughs> no surprise. this gives, no, no, I know it's so easy to just get into it because it is so intriguing and like you said, really powerful. So it's good to give that some attention, but I also want to hear about Facebook reels because this is something that I did not know existed until you told me. And I've literally never heard anyone since you told me talk about this. So yes. tell us about Facebook Reels. Okay. So they very recently launched rolling out. I don't even think that they're fully rolled out to all countries yet. Maybe by the time, maybe by when this airs, um, they'll be more widespread. But so Facebook Reels literally it's just like Instagram reels except for it's on Facebook. And I think a lot of creators might have noticed now when they go to post an Instagram reel, it you get like a prompt that says like, do you want to share on Facebook as well? And so that's one way that you can be posting these Facebook reels. The, I don't want to call it like a problem, but the, for lack of a better word, problem I have with that is then it just kind of it, it goes out to you know Facebook universe and you don't have much control over who's commenting or liking engaging or anything you can see the insights like like views um it will break it down in your Instagram insights how many views on Instagram versus Facebook but you it doesn't show up like on your profile your Facebook business page they don't show up there if you just share it from instagram um so what i recommend is to post facebook reels using the facebook app like in app and you can 100 percent repurpose the short format videos that you already have um so like you don't have to do like the whole thing again just you know however you repurpose your content you can definitely just upload it there on Facebook. And then what's great is it shows up on your Facebook business page and you're able to track who's engaging, how many views it has, how many shares it has, who's sharing it, 
where I mean you can even like you can get pretty like where are they sharing it to like what comments are they adding when they share um and so I think that's um kind of the way to go with them um but I completely understand if you don't have time to add yet another platform and all you can do is click yes share to Facebook from Instagram sure why not like why not what happens is it's okay. This is also like a very visual thing. So I'm going to try to explain it as well as I can. So when you post directly a Facebook reel directly on Facebook, using the Facebook app, um, it will show up in timelines or there's actually a little button that says reels. Whenever you go to your hamburger menu on the bottom, right. Um, and so they'll show up there. And then if someone clicks your profile like your your head or your name um it'll take them to your page and then they can follow you there so the reason that I was kind of saying the other way sharing from Instagram might be a problem or an issue it depends like what your goal is really if your goal is to grow on Instagram then this might be the way to go because when you click on it it'll take you from the Instagram app and then open it on or sorry it'll take you from the Facebook app into the Instagram app rather than your Facebook page. So yeah, it's just kind of like, are you trying to grow your Facebook page or your Instagram account or maybe both? And so you test out doing both ways. (laughs) I've personally been doing both ways. Um, And I've seen the most success posting Facebook reels on the Facebook app, not necessarily like the sharing aspect from Instagram. What would be a good reason for someone to do this? Like, is it, is this just for someone who maybe wants to grow their Facebook account or grow um, like maybe a, a group inside of Facebook or what would be a goal for actually diving into this? Yeah. So the way I think about it, Facebook reels are great to reach a new audience and I mean, so for me, I want to drive blog traffic. And so I post new and existing content on my Facebook page quite often. I've actually ramped it up um, because I really want that additional traffic (laughs) to my blog. Um, And so that's helpful. More eyes on your content in theory if they like my content on Reels, they're clicking through to my page, they're giving me a follow. Or at least clicking through to like, oh, she posted this reel, but she also posted a corresponding blog post. Let's check out the full blog post. And then they're on my blog. Um, You know how much I love Facebook groups as well. Um, (laughs) I think I have, I definitely have my page and group linked. I don't know if I've seen like an increase necessarily in member requests there. Um... I've definitely seen an increase in like overall since I've been using it an increase in Facebook traffic to my blog. And then also I just want to share this because like, I think it's encouraging. Um, I had to take a screenshot of this. Um, In the last 28 days, I've gained over 10,000 new followers on Facebook. That is insane, Jenna. (laughs) It's like, I mean, I don't say it to like, you know, like toot toot, but like, no, I love that. (laughs) <laughs> well like as a I'm I'm pretty niche dairy free and egg free um like I didn't really think you know like 
I would ever be considering at the point where I could consider applying for Mediavine or, you know, getting 10K anywhere on social media. Um, and I truly like 100% the only reason why is I've grown on Facebook is because of these reels, because they're getting distributed out to all these as, as it rolls out. Um, it's showing up in different news feeds um, on like Facebook watch and all these different places, because that's what it, that's, what's exciting about being kind of an early adopter is your content is the one that's getting pushed out. Cause there's not much content there <laughs> for them. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm that's trying to super think. exciting. I, yeah. I love that you're exploring this and paving the way for us and sharing what's working and what's not. And all of these observations are really insightful so thank you for all of that I mean every time I talk to you I'm tempted to like oh I should go over to Facebook and you know because I mean extra traffic we all want extra traffic I think that's the goal for all of us but then it's like you do have to weigh how much time and energy is this taking and is it worth it I guess so yeah I mean I love that we're talking about all of this but I also want to say to everyone just because we're talking about it doesn't mean that you need to drop what you're doing today and go do it unless it aligns with, with a bigger picture goal. So I just want to say that because I don't want to be like, well, Megan or Jenna told me to go do that. You know, like I want you to preserve your energy and do what is working for you and your life and your business. And if that means exploring Facebook reels, then definitely go try it, but don't want you to be overwhelmed either. 100%. And I will say too, since I have been, so I'm definitely repurposing the content like across YouTube shorts and TikTok and Instagram reels. And I'm definitely repurposing. And so I think, um, you know, if it is something that you want to do, 100% repurposing content is the way to go. But something else is that's really helped me is being less of a perfectionist and trying to capture content. Um, I guess that's more like, raw not raw but like I'm not using my pretty marble backdrops I'm just I'm in my normal kitchen which is still pretty it's not like you know it's fine um but I've gotten so kind of used to this curated type content where it's like my pretty marble backdrop and the perfectly staged props and all of this stuff but that's not really sustainable (laughs) for me moving forward creating all this content. And like you said, like, I mean, I 100% like my biggest goal for this quarter, we're currently in Q4. It was getting my pending content that I've just been sitting on up on my blog. And so as much as I want to dive into all these different things and give attention to all of the things, I have to be really choosy with what I'm actually doing. Um, and since I see a return on my time and energy on Facebook reels, that's why I'm giving it this much, um, dedication, I guess. Um, but to do that, I have to be smart with the content I'm creating. Um, and I haven't, I mean, I think people actually like to see my real kitchen (laughs) and like what I actually look like. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of the fake, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a setup, scene that's really nice looking I'm not saying there is but yeah I totally get what you're saying too with 
like being a little bit more raw and real. And, and that takes pressure off of us. Oh my that God. That is like yeah. a, a way to just like, oh, add relief to our lives instantly. Like we don't have to have everything perfectly cleaned and, and you can if you want to, but that can take a load off, I think. 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is awesome. And again, I want to go dig into this. We'll see. I'll like add it to my consider list for this week <laughs> or next week. <laughs> yeah. But I really appreciate you sharing about all of that. And thank you again just for testing it out and sharing so that other people can consider it. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you about Pinterest because I know there's so much. I feel like Pinterest is like shedding its previous skin and turning into an entirely different beast. But first, I want to ask you really quick about one thing that has happened on Instagram lately. So that is the links that are now accessible for anyone, right? In stories. And that was, I think, like three weeks ago or so. Um, Feels like a decade ago, Megan. (laughs) I know. It feels like forever. But here's what happened to my account. And tell me what you think of this. I may have chatted on our... um, in our little forum about this. I can't remember, but I, so the day that happened, so it was a Thursday, I was looking at my Google analytics and I was like, holy crap, I have like a ton of traffic from Instagram, which never happens to me. So I dug into it more and I let it kind of play out for, for a few days. And then the course of like a week or two. So literally like prior to, I think it was October 27th, I had like two page views from Instagram. Right. For, like, a mu- I mean, hardly anything. But then on October 27th on, I have thousands and I don't know where, th- where it's coming from. Like unless people, other people <laughs> are linking right. to my content in their stories and not tagging me. What do you think of that? Right. Um, I, want, I think that you're onto something with that. I think people are linking to you and not necessarily tagging you. Um, that's so, first of all, that's awesome. (laughs) That's really cool. I, yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Um, I need you. I did. I do remember you mentioned that and I was like, Ooh, I need to like look into my analytics and see if I notice. And I haven't done that yet. I need to do that. Um, that's really cool. You know, I honestly, I feel like you have, an abundance of recipes that people would just be making all throughout the day. And now that anybody, as far as I know, like anybody can like, you don't even have to have a creator or business page. I mean, yeah, I could be wrong. I, think I don't know right. that's for sure, but I've seen like, I've seen like my friends who are not creator or business accounts, like they're linking things. Um, and so I feel like, you know, if someone is making your any, you know, I don't know, like any sort of like a sandwich or like anything, they can now say like, I just made this great sandwich. Here's the link. Um, and it doesn't have to be you promoting your content or um, like another blogger sharing, like just out of like the goodness of their heart. It could be anybody. Um, so I feel like that's working right. for you. And I, yeah, I'm definitely not complaining. I will take it. It was just at first a little bit confusing because, I mean, we're not used to seeing a lot of Instagram traffic, I think, for a lot of us. But I just pulled up my analytics right. and here's what it says. So October 27th was the day that it, those links were released. Mm-hmm. 
So from October twenty okay. second through November twenty second, I received um, forty five hundred. Um, let's see, what am I looking at? So forty five hundred users, and on the previous period, so that would be September thirtieth through October twenty sixth, nine users. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's significant. So like a forty eight thousand percent. Wow. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. I keep asking people in different circles and everyone's like, that hasn't really happened to me. And so I don't know if I just have like a few standard because I know like my chili recipe is really popular and people share it a lot. Um, So I'm wondering if people are just sharing that like, oh, I made this chili and it was really good, but they're not because I don't get any tags at all. Right. So that has to be what's happening. I mean, that's exactly that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, are you able so you're able to see like the traffic is from Instagram? Can you see like where like are they going to your chili recipe or is oh, it just kind of like, OK, hold over? on. Let me see if I can see that. So what I do. Um, OK, let's see what that says. So, oh, it does tell me. OK, cool. So, oh, my gosh. It's chili. It's oh. almost all chili. Oh, my gosh. So, 38 so 3900 of those are for my chili recipe oh. and let me see what the others are for that's, that's crazy yeah that's a, that's a lot <laughs> like that is a lot and who is doing really this exciting. i want to like thank these people <laughs> i know you should ask you should put out like if you did this please come forward <laughs> that's interesting and i would be curious if anyone listening is seeing the same thing reach out to me because I think this is so fascinating that literally the day those links went live on stories. I mean, yeah, I, it's not a ton of traffic, but I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, the way I see it is like any, I mean, it all works together in the end. So like for me, like Pinterest, I mean, and still Pinterest is still definitely like a heavy hitter for me, like blog referral traffic. But I mean, if I can get extra traffic from Facebook and web stories, and I mean, I'm not seeing any from Instagram, but we're just going to put it out there and maybe it'll happen. Like it all comes together at the end. And I mean, it's cool too, that it seems like for the most part, like it's not you necessarily promoting on stories. It's like other people sharing this recipe or other recipes. So that's, I have not That's shared really cool. my chili recipe on story. So I tested with a Ooh. few, like I did um, yeah. some Thanksgiving related ones, just kind of here and there. Tops, I've done like four, four to five links from my Instagram stories okay. leading to my blog. And yeah. chili may have been in there, but it was like one day. So I haven't been heavily promoting it, yeah. so, which makes it even more interesting. Ooh, I wish it I wish it did tell you like who I know like which account I know <laughs> shared it. Like, where what exactly it would be but, cool to see yeah that. no yeah that's really I I want to follow up on on that and what if you continue to kind of see that trend um or maybe in January if one of those kind of like seasonal or better for you type recipes you have like if that also kind of see the same thing happen um, yeah, I have never really seen significant traffic from Instagram. And I mean, I was certainly excited when I got the linking sticker capability. Um, because I think I am at like 8000 right now. And so 
and like, oh my gosh, 10K is, it's in, you know, it's, I can kind of see it. I'm almost reach, there. Yeah. Right. And then they rolled it out and I was like, oh my, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm happy for it, but I'm also like, all right, congratulate. Which I mean, which I think I, that's why I'm glad I never put too much pressure on myself to like, when I get to 10K, I've made it. Cause like, I don't, I've never thought that way. Um, I um, okay, we're going kind of off, but I feel That's like okay. this might be important. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of creators think like, well, I had to get to 10K to pitch brands and partner with brands. And that is just not true. I mean, certainly some brands want the, you know, bigger audiences. Um, but like, it, I, that just was never true. And so I never was like fixated on hitting it. I wanted to hit it just to be like, yeah, all right, I can link stuff. Um, but now that I can link stuff, I've tried, I actually, I actually have not been putting a lot of effort into Instagram. Um, Cause it's just not, it's never driven a ton of traffic. And I mean, it's, it's funny. Like I got the link sticker, like when everyone did. And like, honestly, like I might have, maybe that was like kind of when I was like, all right, well, this is great. Still not driving traffic. Like, <laughs> this is just not, not it. Um, yeah, I've experimented linking stuff, like affiliate links and blog posts and other stuff and maybe a handful. Right, clicks, I was just going to say that. So like trickle in, if, you, if you're promoting your own content, it sounds like what's typical is that you'll get like little trickles of traffic. Okay. But the key is to get, other people loving your content apparently right so I did just figure out how to find those other posts so it looks like um, most of them are from the chili and then there's like a hundred leading to my instant pot chili and then like 400 of those page views are for my pickle roll-ups which is like so funny because it's like (laughs) the simplest recipe it's not even a recipe you just roll up pickles and <laughs> cream cheese and ham but um, yeah so oh, that, that. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> that's really okay yeah I'm glad that you can identify like which which posts they are going to chili season I mean yeah <laughs> that's great I love that for you right okay well that's interesting to explore um let's talk about Pinterest because like I said oh my gosh I feel like it's it's something that we just need to completely relearn. So what are you seeing on Pinterest lately? Yeah. So okay, I was telling you this before. I feel like every day it's a new thing to like click on, explore, check out. Um, and so I don't know exactly when their uh, creator festival was. I feel like a month ago, I don't know, a, a handful of weeks ago. Um, but they announced quite a few new features that will be rolling out. And some already have rolled out to some accounts, one being the Creator Hub. So I see Creator Hub, but it doesn't really have anything for me except for analytics. Like it's just like my analytics. And I'm like, all right. Um, but as far as I know, eventually, there will be some sort of rewards type tool. Um, and I don't have too much information like on what exactly that could look like. I think just from like things I've heard and other people talking about it, it seemed maybe like 
I don't know if it's like every day or every week, they'll say like, we're focusing on, let's just say like blueberry recipes. And so then if you have blueberry muffins, let's say you, if you're interested in doing this, go create a idea pin based off of blueberry muffins. And then in theory, that should take off (laughs) and, you know, get featured or whatever. Um, And I don't really know. any other we're focusing on kind of what their focus is like they put focuses out Ah. and then we pick up on that is that what you're saying I mean that's what I took from it 100 percent yeah and I don't know I mean maybe that that's just my (laughs) point of view um but that is like 100 percent what I um picked up on and honestly maybe I also kind of had that point of view too before because I have whenever I go on the Pinterest app I will go over to like the explore or discover or whatever that one page is. And like, they're definitely pushing certain creators and content, like, and it changes throughout the day. Um, Like plant-based recipes and how, like see what this creator is making Um, or like different like fashion trends or home decor. Like they're definitely giving us signals and I've tried to play around with like, Ooh, okay. Like they want plant-based recipes. And so I'll create a couple idea pins, um, maybe some like roundup or maybe some like specific ones, like I was saying. Um, and I mean, I, I can't say if I've seen any like, wow, that one really took off. (laughs) Like it hasn't been anything like that. Um, but I mean, that could change. Who knows? Um, so where are you finding these? where are you? Where is the creator hub? I don't even know where that is. Okay. So basically, if you open up your Pinterest app, go to your profile and there's going to be a red button that says creator hub. Um, now, do I need to be on my phone? Yes, you do have to be on like using the Pinterest app. Okay. So that is why I don't know because I I had to remove Pinterest from my phone years ago because I got addicted to it as I did email. So my phone is pretty stripped bare. So I need to get Pinterest back on my phone is the bottom line. So you do have to use the app. Um, For some reason, I thought maybe, maybe I had seen it on desktop. But now that I'm navigating to it, I'm not seeing anything. Like I have like my business hub on there. um, But that is different even so okay it is different but it's literally like the same like it's just your analytics as of right now um so I think though that's definitely something to watch I don't remember um exactly what it was called but I feel like a week or two ago they rolled out Pinterest TV which I know some people aren't using the app like they don't have that either And so like, that's something that's definitely still rolling out, but I had it. So of course I had to tune in (laughs) for a while. Um, And it was really interesting. Like it was, so they, you can basically go live, you can schedule a live. And so for food bloggers, like, let's say, I don't know, January is coming up. So I'm going to show you how to make an acai bowl at home kind of like a cooking class, if you will. Um, And I can schedule it out and I can say, these are the ingredients you need. Let's do it together. And then go live at a certain time. 
and people you can engage, like you can like, you can comment, ask questions, especially because it's live. Um, and so if you can multitask, <laughs> you can answer questions that people might have like on the spot, like, oh, like what's the best tip for making it not melt or, you know, whatever. Um, and then you can save the live so that people can then go back and reference. But what's also really, really, really cool about that is you can link products. And so like if you're using, I don't know, like a special blender or something, you can link that blender. And if you have an affiliate link for it, like you can use that. And then that's a potential another revenue stream. So I don't know. I kind of, I think that uh, Pinterest TV, that whole (laughs) segment, as well as, Pinterest idea pins, because you can also link affiliate links on idea pins. I think that that's kind of like where we're heading with Pinterest, um, just having those kind of capabilities, which is interesting. I would love if we could link to blog posts <laughs> on idea bins that would be great guys Um, (laughs) yeah seriously but you can link to you can now put links within the description correct yeah Uh, do they go so like you've always been able to like copy no i think this is new i think um our friend Lori. no no sorry Susie. right i believe shared this so she was testing with putting a link directly in the description of the idea pin and that is clickable i believe okay i believe yeah okay i haven't i honestly haven't experimented with that one yet um i she did mention that and i think it was kind of like you can i I don't know if it's clickable or not um but yeah okay oh maybe it's not clickable but it is uh copyable yes like you can like copy and paste it and then obviously, and then obviously. Okay, good. I feel much better yeah. about saying that because I was like, oh no, am I right about that? <laughs> okay, yeah. So you can put it there and then if people really want it, they can copy it yeah. and then paste it into a new tab. Okay. Yes, yes. But it won't like launch or whatever. Um, right. Like how yeah. most, most, most things will. Um, but yeah, I've, I've experimented with putting in like an egg replacer, um, like, here's the one I use and it's like the Bob's red mill, like affiliate link. Um, I haven't seen any increase on those. Um, like, Oh wow. Sold them out. Like, absolutely not. Like it's not, not like that, uh, for me at least. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm more like, not that, not that anybody asked, but I'm more intrigued and excited about the potential for Pinterest TV just because it seems more engaging and like you could actually kind of have your community over there. It seems more community building aspect rather than idea pins, which I don't know. To me, those are, you can have, I mean, you can't, well, you can kind of link out to blog posts. If you're doing like the workaround, you can kind of include, or you can include the product links, but I don't know how intentional like if someone's like casually perusing pinterest like are they going to see my dutch oven and be like oh my gosh i have to have this pot and purchase it immediately um rather than if i was kind of showing like here is this you know pretty dutch oven pot that i'm gonna cook chili with and like here's why i love it it's super you know sturdy and blah 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 
I think it's like way more likely someone would purchase it from there rather than just like a product link with it there. But I don't know, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I also think it's interesting. Like you could kind of create like a gift guide on Pinterest idea pins, um, which might be helpful for like the holidays, like whenever, you know, a holiday rolls around or like a birthday. Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's Day gift guide. Oh my gosh. Yes. Or yeah. Mother's Day, Father's Day, like, you know, stuff like that. That's something that I haven't tried yet, but I mean, I think that it could be interesting. Yeah. Um, There's potential there. Yeah. Cause then you're very straightforward with like, this is a gift guide. (laughs) Um, So someone who, maybe has more of that like shopper intent, you know, they're more likely. Absolutely. Yep. I see what you're saying. So instead of like not tricking, but like adding things to a recipe related idea pen and like, Oh, maybe they would buy this really pretty Dutch oven that I'm using (laughs) being more intentional and saying, Oh, well this is meant for someone who is looking for Dutch ovens or fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, so you see potential with Pinterest TV now. It, does every did you say everyone has access to this, or are they ro- still rolling that out? As they're well? still rolling it out. Yeah, in a couple chats, I'm in like I don't know how many people who have it because, and I'm like freaking out. Like you guys, like you have to log on and watch this. And I think like one other person had it, <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Um, so I definitely think it's still roll. Oh, I know it's still rolling out. And I thought at the creator festival, they said like all of these things were rolling out in Q4 of 2021. So, I mean, I don't know, guys, we're kind (laughs) of cutting it to the wire here. So (laughs) yeah, by the time this publishes, maybe everyone will have it and we'll all be able to hop on and explore. Did they talk in the Creators Festival about education for all of this? Because I feel like we're just kind of floundering, like flailing. What do we do with all of this? Are they going to actually tell us what to do as creators? I missed that part. (laughs) If it was kind of like, if that was stated, I didn't hear that. Um, But I will say, I feel like... um, They do have... I don't know what they're called, but they have... I don't know what to call it. Some sort of like guides, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like how, I don't know how helpful. Um, and I haven't seen any like great resources, um, which, I, which is why I kind of feel like I don't really even know, like what is this creator hub even going to do? Cause right now it's just analytics. Um, and like, what are these rewards? Like, is it going to be like, am I going to be rewarded with higher impressions or is there going to be revenue attached to it? It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I see this too as an opportunity for food bloggers or other influencers who um, really love Pinterest and want to stay on top of it like you do, Jenna, but dig into it in a really deep way and then teach the rest of us. This is an opportunity, (laughs) right? Yes. Yes. I'm I'm like waiting for this creator hub and rewards and all of that to fully roll out so that we can actually see like, okay, what, what does the new Pinterest look like? Um, because 
I know for me, like when Pinterest came out, like I was on it just like as like a personal user. And so whenever I started my blog, I was like, well, of course I'm going to create pins, um, to drive traffic. Like in my mind, it was just like, that's a no brainer. Um, and then kind of over the years, I used Tailwind for a while, but then as video pins and then idea pins rolled out for me, that wasn't working. Um, and so I've kind of, I've kind of lost my Pinterest strategy that was working for so long. And I feel like I might not be alone with that. Um, and so I'm kind of now just in this limbo where it's like, well, I'm still seeing like significant traffic from Pinterest. I don't necessarily have like a strategy in place. And since I know so many new things are on the horizon, I'm not necessarily concerned with like establishing like a new posting schedule or whatnot, just because I truly have no idea like what exactly all these new features, like how it's going to work for me. So we're definitely, I think, going to have to like do this again at the end of the next quarter um, because I think we might have a little bit more clarity. Um, and I hope that they really support creators. I think that I, I've seen a shift um, from like big tech really embracing this creator economy and wanting to show like we support creators um, and all that. So I hope Pinterest follows suit and really establishes some like guidelines and best practices i totally agree i that has been my hope all along too just watching all the changes <laughs> kind of ripple through and like oh here's this yeah. new feature the my underlying hope is that they do decide to just support creators because we really built their platform you know like if it right? weren't for yeah. content creators there it wouldn't be as awesome as it is so I feel like 100% it would be agree. so yeah. lovely to have them show. I mean, they have, they've given me so much traffic. So I'm not saying like, yeah. you know, they've never given me anything. I'm not going to be one of those people, but you know, it, it has been a disappointment. Well, a lot of it's trial and error though. Like you have to figure out like, I mean, I mean, for me, at least I would assume it's the same for everyone, but like, I mean, there's a handful of people who, who know what they're doing on Pinterest. And so you can kind of see what they're doing, what's working and kind of try that way. And I think that's fantastic, but I don't think Pinterest has ever said like, I mean, well, I guess they've given us the dimensions of, <laughs> of how, what size our pin should be. But like, besides that, I think we're all trying to still like just figure out like what attracts the click throughs stuff that is so like, true they never said like yeah i mean for me like i went from using like a pretty cursive font to then i was like well people can't read this very well huh let's do a like more block text and that helped me significantly but like they didn't tell me to do that um, like with google at least we so, get guidelines yeah. and we get very specific yeah. like here is exactly what you need to do but yeah, we're, yes. we're just guessing on Pinterest and it would be nice to have right? some sort of, I don't know, I've been to those creators festivals before. I mean, it's like inspiring kind of like, oh, that was cool, but I, I still don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. Do you know what I mean? 100%. That's why it's like, I think that this is one of the trends that we should pay attention to, but there's still so much unknown about what these 
different new things are, what they'll actually look like. Um, so yeah, I think we just kind of, for this one, I definitely have my eye on it and I'm like waiting <laughs> patiently for it to come out, but yeah, we'll see. And I also just wanted to add going back, um, to Google, they have, um, I think it's like creators.google and it's this new hub that they're really trying to lay it all out there. Like this is how you can be successful. You mentioned how like they, uh, you know, we get a little bit more over there um, than on some platforms. And so I just wanted, that's a, like, it's definitely, so they rolled it out. I guess they launched it like a month ago, maybe not even, I feel like, Honestly, everything, everything's like a month ago, but like it could have been a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> um, they launched creators.google and it's still very, um, like it's not super detailed, I guess. Like it's like very like high level. Um, but I'm excited that there's, there's like a, like a hub, like a new hub um, that hopefully will become more robust. And it just, I, as of right now, I think it's, um, kind of like inspiration, motivation, high level, what's a Google web story, how to like, I don't know, just like very high level best practices. Um, but my hope is that it will become kind of like a more robust hub over there. Um, so maybe everything will kind of work together <laughs> with that. Right, right. And for some of this, or actually for a lot of it, I think we just have to see how it plays out. Like mm -hmm. with Pinterest, that's kind of been my gut feeling is that we just need to sit on this for a little bit and see what rolls out and how the holidays shake down and how the new year <laughs> yes. rolls in. So there's not much we can necessarily do. And maybe that will change by the time this airs. But yeah, to be continued, because I would really like to have you back, Jenna, to be our resident um, early adopter Ooh, yes. <laughs> I'm here for that. That makes me excited. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for all of this. Wow, this is super valuable. And we just appreciate your time today. Oh my gosh, 100%. I honestly, I could talk about all of these topics and then the extensions of all of them forever. So yeah, I'm excited for the to be continued. And let's keep talking about what's working and I don't know, forecast. What's not working. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, what's not working could be interesting too. Um, because I mean, there's certainly some things you find that doesn't work for me and here's why. Um, and then it kind of opens the conversation to like, is that just me? Is there something I can tweak or is it like this just isn't part of my strategy? It doesn't align with my goals. I don't need to do this. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear too, like the general kind of consensus of like, I know Facebook reels are really new. So like, are people adopting them or is it kind of like, nope, I'm just going to share from Instagram and let them do their own thing on Facebook and just kind of swim around on there. Because I I'm curious, I really am um, kind of what it will look like since they are so new. So I don't know. I'm excited. Well, I'm sure you've inspired people to at least go check it out and try because you definitely made a case for it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to plug here real quick. So Jenna is one of my favorite people to talk to inside of Clubhouse. We have 
Now there are Thursday chats. So if you guys ever want to join us, we have such fun conversations on in those rooms. So please come join us on Thursdays at, I believe it's 1 p.m. Eastern time. If you ever need an invite, let me know and I can send you one. But um, yeah, just wanted to say that quick. But thanks for being here, Jenna. Uh, let's see. Do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share with us? Yeah. So I've actually been, I have a gratitude journal. It's called the five minute gratitude journal. And in there, there's different quotes and just exactly what you said, just different kind of words of motivation or encouragement so that I can, I do my gratitude um, practice and then I get a nice little quote for the day. And there's several, sometimes I see them and it doesn't have like a true like quote or who it's by because there's just several variations on it. But something that just has really been great for me, as I said, I'm trying to get this pending content up on my blog. And so something that's really resonated with me is it's along the lines of perfect is the enemy of good. And to me, when I read that, I every creator I feel like that I have talked to in the past couple months has just been preaching published is better than perfect. And I have just so needed to hear that. And especially now, I have realized the power of keyword research and doing your due diligence there. And it is so easy, at least for myself to really just do a deep dive and just spend so much time doing that because it is really important. But also at the end of the day, I need to get that content up. And so let's make it as good as it can be and get it up. I don't need it. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, the one of the highest ranking blog posts I have is one of the very first, like it is not even near good. (laughs) So to me, that just like solidifies, get it up there. um, And then, you know, we can always go back and edit. So very long winded, but there's my motivation. Yeah, that's important. That's an important message, especially for people who are creating and putting things out into the world constantly. We need to hear that. We don't need to get it perfect. In fact, we should probably not get it perfect because... Yeah, we need to keep learning, I think. Yes. Yeah. So such a great way to end. Thank you again for everything. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Jenna. If anyone wants to go peek at Jenna's show notes, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash the urban life and urban is spelled U-R-B-E-N. Jenna, tell everyone where they can find you online. Yes. So theurbanlife.com is my blog, my main hub. And on just about every other social media, it's at The Urban Life. And just like Megan said, it is U-R-B-E-N because that is my last name. It autocorrects often. Um, But I would love to connect with you guys there. I'm always happy just to talk and share and connect. Um, And I'm excited to continue this conversation and just dive into other trends we should be paying attention to. Yes. So to be continued on everything we talked about, hopefully we have even more updates about Pinterest and web stories and all of that next time we chat. But until next time, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you later. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.